Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And I have to tell you, I have had such an exciting 24 hours with our guest that we have brought in today. So let me tell you a little bit about him. I'd like to welcome Damon Limby, CEO of Learn It and best-selling author of The Learn It All Leader. Learn It is a custom learning solutions for hundreds of clients from small nonprofits to Fortune 100 clients. Learn It is committed to staying on the forefront of professional development and personal growth to support organizations and their teams. Coming to business from a career in baseball, Damon brings an athlete's perspective on leadership and training to his informal mentoring of executives. He's distilled those hard-won insights into his best-selling book, The Learn It All Leader, Mindset, Traits, and Tools, and we are going to learn a lot today. Thanks for joining us, Damon. Casey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You know, it has been such a whirlwind over the last 24 hours, and I have to say, um, well, first of all, I always ask this question, how did we get connected? We met through Todd. The Todd. Isn't there a movie about that where there was like just the Todd? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So Todd Armstrong, who runs Good the pod. Great yeah. guy. And he runs the podcast arm for C-Rock, which mm -hmm. is Mike Sirocco, yep. who's also been a guest on this show. Fantastic. And he just, he's like the world's best podcast connector. And he's great. He's a great guy. Like I said, every time I talk to him, he's one of those people who always kind of makes you smile and laugh. And I'm going to meet up with him tonight as part of my whirlwind trip here to North Dallas. I'm so jealous. I'm going to miss hanging out with you guys. We had a good time last night. It was so good. So I do want to give a shout out to 12 Cuts Brazilian Steakhouse. Um, Alda and JJ, they always put on such a great meal. The service is always amazing. We hosted our successful Dallas Young Executives there last night, as we do every month. And then Damon and I went and had like the full dinner experience afterwards. And man, so much meat. I think the key word there is full. Full. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I told you before, too, um, you know, you picked the restaurant. Yeah. I'm a huge Brazilian steak food fan, yeah. uh, steakhouse fan, and I actually just went to a steakhouse back home for Father's Day, and this this uh, one beat it. So. Oh, I'll have to tell all the... back to. Yeah, absolutely. So you say coming back to. So where are you from? I'm from Sausalito, California, out by San Francisco, the first exit over the bridge. Gotcha. I, you know, when we first met and we did our pre-interview podcast conversation and I was just like, you know, we can do this virtually. And you're like, no. And I'm like, you're going to come in person. And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. We're going to have fun. And I think we have had fun. We've, I've, I hope that I've introduced you to some really good people and that it has been worth your trip to Texas. It's been great. You know, I thought we connected on our pre-call mm -hmm. and I listened to a couple of your episodes and kind of liked what you talked about and um, was fortunate that you invited me out here and it's been great. I've been able to meet with a couple other, like I mentioned, an employee who I've never met in person before. Isn't that crazy? But you were the catalyst to get me out here and uh, I appreciate it and I've had a great time. That is so amazing. We hope that we will see you a lot more in Texas. 
we'll going see. forward. So tell us about you and what you do. So Damon Lemby, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area in a town called Burlingame. I was the oldest of four kids and great parents. And sports was a big factor in our life. You know, we played baseball during baseball season, football, soccer, whatever. Around my sophomore year in high school, I realized that my best chance to play college sports was in baseball. Mm -hmm. And so I really put a lot of my focus into that. Uh, and I was fortunate to be drafted by the Atlanta Braves out of high school, which That's is pretty huge. cool. That's huge. And um, that was really my first big decision I had to make. Do I want to go to minor leagues or college? Uh, went to college, Pepperdine, fast forward, got hurt, left, went to Arizona State, played there for a while, um, played in the College World Series, thought I was going to continue on with my baseball career. And like a lot of athletes, uh, at the end of my baseball career at College of uh, at Arizona State University, I didn't get drafted again. And so here I was, my identity, my whole life was a baseball player. And at 22, I, uh, my baseball career was over with and I had to move the next step of my career. Mm. So tell us about that next step. What did that look like? So I wasn't really sure w what I was capable of doing. I always played sports, you know, and traveled around the world playing baseball. And I wasn't quite positive that my skills were transferable. Mm -hmm. And I was really fortunate to come from a family that we were one of the largest real estate companies in San Francisco and we had a bunch of different businesses. And uh, but I was a little intimidated to go work at the real estate company. And at the time, my dad was starting this computer training company called Learn It. And I uh, just offered to be the receptionist. So I came in as a receptionist, and this is back in June of 95, I'm dating myself. You, no, can I just stop you for just a second though? Because I really yeah. want to point out that nothing was handed to you on a silver spoon, right? Correct. Even though you came from a family that had multiple businesses, um, could very well have put you CEO of this company from the very beginning. That's not how your dad chose to raise you. Absolutely you. not. Okay, so sorry I interrupted. So you're you the receptionist. No, I, and, and that's really what I wanted to do mm -hmm. because I wanted to, I wanted to come in and prove to people that I belonged. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just say, hey, like you said, you know, you're you're the uh, Walter's son put you at the at the CEO level. I wanted to roll up my sleeves and do the work. Yep. And I would say I still probably answered more phone calls than anybody else, you know, ever at Learn It over those couple of years. And I taught classes, I did sales, I helped out with IT, and I wanted to prove, you know, we were a small team back then, we had about 15 employees. I wanted to prove that I belonged, you mm -hmm. know, and it was a great learning experience. And about seven years into it, the CEO we had wasn't working out, and they were uh, looking for somebody else. And I kind of threw my hat in the ring and said, hey, I've done this, this, and that, uh, and I love Learn It, and give me a shot. And so they did. And here we are, 28 years later, uh, Learn It's a corporate training company, and uh, we do a lot of live instructor-led training, and it's amazing. We've we've helped upskill close to 2 million people over those 28 years. Man, that has got to feel good to say that you've impacted that many people. You know, I'm on a mission, I don't know if I told you this or not, with what I'm doing, I'm on a mission to, and my business partner and I were talking, and she accidentally said, we're gonna impact a billion people. I'm like, a billion people? That's a lot. And she goes, okay, I'm at a million. And I'm like, oh, no, you've already said a billion. We're going for the B. A billion so, is a lot. <laughs> I have faith. Yeah, you could do it. Absolutely. You, do it. And you keep going with your podcast and your journal and everything you're doing, you know, yeah. you keep getting your content out there. That's, and and that's all I want to do is just have an impact on the world in, in a good way. So anyway, but let's go back to Learn It because mm -hmm. I think it's so fascinating that you have built 
a career around education. Mm -hmm. So, but you don't just do like the skill training, but I, I know you do that and I want to talk about that, but let's talk about what you do on the leadership side. So, right. So learning, I would say that we, customers turn to us. I like to look at it from how we help our customers. Okay. Right? And so customers turn to us when they're looking to onboard new managers or they're really trying to build a culture of learning and, uh, you know, get out of the status quo and keep mm -hmm. growing and learning. So we do a lot of leadership and management training. We do professional, um, we do project management, and we also do the hard skills side of things, uh, like Microsoft Office, how to use Excel and Power BI. And so across the board and is what we, those basically are the courses that we do. So, and when you talk about the leadership skills, you know, you're talking about those, are you doing it from a mentoring or a coaching? What's the tactics that you take with that? Well, pre-pandemic, I would say it was about 75, 80% in person, mm -hmm. where we'd either they'd come into our location or we'd go out to the client site and we'd do small group training, you know, up to about 15 people. Um, and when the pandemic happened, like everybody else, we had to pivot and we went all virtual. Mm -hmm. And I would say now it's about 80% virtual and 20% back in person. And it's typically either people from a bunch of different companies or we work with a lot of our customers where we tailor and, and personalize the content to fit their specific needs or the goals that they're looking to accomplish. Okay. Um, and so, and just to kind of put it into like real life, we just had a conversation mm -hmm. with a company who I won't name the company just out of respect because they may not want this known yet, but they're the CEOs looking to transition and they're training a new person to come mm -hmm. in to be the next CEO. They're succession planning, doing a two-year period. And man, when we were talking about this, I saw your eyes light up. You're like, we can help. Mm -hmm. So what, what kind of program would you create for them? That's a great question. You know, we do a lot of work, especially from individual contributors who are being first-time managers. Mm -hmm. And you know, going from a senior leader to, or, or a middle manager to a senior leader. And what, what we would do is, well, for this individual, we'd probably set them up with a coach more on a one-on-one -on -one situation, but we also have a cohort that goes through like the key skills that leaders need in today's day, day and age. You know, mm -hmm. everything from, you know, how to um, set a vision, you know, how to go over, be uh, clear on what your purpose is, how to give feedback, how to, how to run teams, you know, things like that. I may need your course. Well, you know, I, we already <laughs> talked about this. You can have whatever you want. I love that. Yeah. And I love that you are just, I mean, it seems like this is the culture of your company. Like, yes, your company, you need to make money you, mm -hmm. in order so that you can continue to employ people. Right. But I, I feel this sense of being a go-giver first mm -hmm. when you lead that company. So It's funny. You could ask Evans on my sales team. She doesn't like bringing me on uh, customer calls because I like to give it away, <laughs> you know? And I think that's just because I'm really passionate about what we do, mm. and, which I think is important for everybody to find in your career, something that you're passionate about. Yes. That you get up in the morning and you and you want to- You have to. Go forward to work. And if you don't, then you should really look at what's going on and pot potentially find something else to do. Mm. But getting back to what we we're saying is like, I'm really proud of what we have at Learn It. Mm. And, and I, it really excites me to see the impact we've made on people's lives. And yeah, obviously we have to make money yeah. to be able to stay in business and, and everything and, and continue to develop our content. But um, I love seeing people go through our trainings and, and, and have it impact them and help them achieve the goals they want to achieve. I think that's so important. And you said something that I think is key. You need to be passionate about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, I never work a day in my life because I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will work till work 
till midnight, but I'm having fun. This is, I would so much rather do my creative processes and work in my business than go out and have a nice dinner. Certainly not go to a club. I'm so past clubbing days. You know? <laughs> well, you said it there. You said it last night. Uh, thank God it's Monday. Yeah. And I'm kind of the same way. I don't get the Sunday blues where it's like, oh, I got to go to work again on Monday. You know, I, I know. I, I love it. And some people say, hey, you know what, Damon? That's because learn it's your own business and you're the boss. It, but that I don't believe that's true. I know a lot of individuals who are passionate and, and believe in what they're doing and, and who are just individual contributors. Yeah. Um, and people at all levels. So I think it's incredibly important to find something. Look, sometimes you need to take a job because you got to pay the bills. Right. And that's fine too, right? But you need to find a career or a career path, at least for now, of what's going to make you excited and what you're motivated to, to do. Absolutely. You know, I'm actually um, working with one of my mentees on that very issue. You know, he was laid off. He wanted to do a pivot, a pretty drastic, yeah we'll say 50% drastic pivot away from what he had been doing before. And he's been going, taking all these classes, doing all these, you know, getting all these certifications, which is exactly what he needed to do to be in order to make a pivot. But he still didn't have any experience mm -hmm. in that new field. And it was getting down to crunch time. And I'm like, look, you need to stop gap. Mm -hmm. do, it doesn't mean you're gonna do this forever, but go do this for now and continue your studies at night. Mm -hmm and eventually and do some internships where you can have some flexible hours so you get that experience in return if you do a good job for them you get them to write you a recommendation absolutely you know my name of my book is learn it all leader and it's all about you know how to learn keep learning 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 well you also have to execute it's not all just about learning you have to roll up your sleeves and actually get in and do the mm -hmm. work don't get me wrong the certifications are great the night school is great continue to do that, but roll up your sleeves and actually get the real world experience. I think you learn so much and get so much value out of that. I, I agree wholeheartedly and I'm probably the world's worst. And I know we've kind of talked about this because I want to learn, 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 learn. Right. But at some point it's important to implement what you've learned mm -hmm. so that it really sticks. Yeah. Stickability. Right. Stickability. Is that a word? It is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stickability. I'm going to use that okay. next time. Hey, I don't let think me, that's let me, original. Let me roll off this training plan for your team, <laughs> and it has a lot of stickability. There you go. Yeah, that that You're could welcome. be worth the price of the trip out here. <laughs> be a great little, but it's not yeah. mine. It's not original. I promise. Yeah. I'm sure I picked it up somewhere. Um, so, what are some of the common obstacles that you see, um, or challenges that professionals that are trying to learn a new skill mm -hmm. face, and how do you help them overcome that? I mean, that's a great question, and. I think it's important to realize that learning is hard. It's not easy. You know, it takes effort. And you can't come and just take one class or read one book and all of a sudden, you know, you're a phenomenal leader or you're mm -hmm. a fantastic investor. It's a continuous, uh, consistent process. And so you got to put in the effort and do the learning. And so um, that's one of the big obstacles we see is that you come in, you take a class, and then maybe you have the, what's it called, the forgetful curve where you forget what you're learning. But yep. if you come in, you take a class, you read a book or whatever it is you're doing, and you start actually applying what you learned and you continue you know, listening to podcasts or reading books and getting the real world experience, getting a coach mentor for everybody out there listening. That's a phenomenal way. Oh to my go, gosh. Right. Yes, absolutely. So that's the obstacle. The obstacle is, you know, I, I want to learn, but you know, I don't have the stickability or whatever it is we said. Right. Yes. And so learning is not easy, but if you put your mind to it, you can get it done. Well, and I, and I think what I'm hearing you say there is, you know, 
don't just take one class and give up. Mm -hmm. You've got to keep going and I, stickability, mm -hmm. but also just keeping, I mean, I give myself grace to fail all the time and mm -hmm. I will do some outrageous things because mm -hmm. I'm okay if it doesn't work out. And, but you've got to keep going. You know, I, I, I love to use my journal as an example. There are so many times along the way that I had so many setbacks that I could have easily quit and nobody would have blamed me. I, I think that you learn a lot from mistakes, Yeah. you know, and failure, you know, and that's one of the things I learned from sports and baseball. If you fail seven out of 10 times, you, you're a millionaire, right? <laughs> but you can learn every, you can learn things from, from failure. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just really important to and not be so hard on yourself anyways, right? And it's like, hey, don't take yourself too seriously. If things don't go right, learn from what you did yep. and keep moving forward. I, I love the phrase, give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. And I think when you give yourself grace, give yourself permission to fail, you're, it's going to change your whole perspective about what tasks you take on in the future. I also look at it from, it's okay to be vulnerable. When yeah. I... When I talk about the learn, the learn it all leader, one of the key traits is, is being humble, you know, and being curious. And that's one of the, that's two of the five, but, um, it's okay to say, you know, I don't know the answer to this question and exactly. it's okay as a leader too, for those of you who manage a team, it's okay to say, Hey, you know what? I messed up. This didn't work out. Yeah. You know, and say, or I don't have all the answers. I think great leaders surround themselves with a, a players surround themselves with a players. Right. And so, and it's okay to say, I don't have all the answers to this, you know, get a diverse group of opinions, come in, um, talk things through, try things, it fails, keep moving forward. Uh, none of us have all the answers. Exactly. And I, and I think too, going back to that leadership example, not only do you not only have the answers, you're going to mess up, but don't try to hide it. Totally. That will lose respect with your team faster than anything. And certainly don't blame it on somebody else. No. Another thing that I learned that I talk about quite a bit is if you're managing a team, and I learned this, I've had some great baseball coaches and I've learned a lot, but I've also had some pretty bad ones. And one of the key things that reminds me of a, a baseball coach I had, a, a pretty well-known baseball coach that I'm not going to mention him by name, is that when things went well, when we were on a winning streak, it was all about him. It was about the decisions mm. he's made, the pitchers he put in, you know, the, the, bat, the lineup. But when things didn't go well, it was us, you know, he never took any accountability. Yes. And as a leader, what I really like to do is when you have successes, give those wins to your team, celebrate that, give them the credit for, for everything. And if things don't work out as a leader, take the accountability. Yes. Take ownership of that, you know, support your team, but take ownership that, Hey, this didn't go well. This was my mistake. You know, and I think that's very important because there is nothing more deflating than working your tail off for someone. And that someone, the yeah, they're like, look what I did. Totally. Uh, it's all me. Nothing to do with all these people helping me and supporting me. You think they're going to do that again? You, oh, you, for you, sure. No. But you know what happens when you do, even if it was your idea mm -hmm. and something comes out and it, uh, you release a product and you give them the, the credit for it, they're going to want to find more ways to get creative and solve more problems and do more things because they're motivated from the gratitude that they received. Yeah. You know, I love gratitude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the key skills that every working professional should have in their toolkit, especially with today's rapidly developing climates? Well, one, and this isn't, you know, from our courses that we do at Learn It, 
But one key skill I really recommend out is to get yourself familiar with uh, AI, with ChatGPT. I read a study the other day, which blows my mind, that 42% of Americans, adults, have never even used ChatGPT. And that, and that was just a couple months ago. That wow. Can you believe that? So that's one, you know, and there's easy ways you can go on the internet and, and get um, classes or learn ChatGPT. Uh, but really, along the lines of what we do, I think some of the key skills these days are, you know, being adaptable, learning how to be creative mm -hmm. as well. And um, a big one is learning agility, just understanding it and understanding how to learn. Because with the rapid change of our world, especially with the technology and everything, the, the skills lifespan used to be about five years. Now they're less than a year. Yeah. So that's why, which is great for us, we have all these um, CEOs and people coming to us saying like, how do we create a culture of learning? You know, how, how do we continue the ongoing learning? Because things rise and change so quickly that it's important to know how to learn and mm -hmm. being open-minded to learn. I love that. And I just had an idea pop in my head. You know how that works with me. They just uh -huh. like, We'll talk about it after the show. Um, so I, I want to tell you just a quick story about ChatGPT, if okay. you don't mind. Yeah. So I use ChatGPT, and it has saved my bacon on several occasions because, you know, I host, um, run the Success North Dallas, and we have to have, like, the bullet points and the bios and the mm -hmm. headshots and all that for our um, speakers. We have to have that announcement out by the first of the month. Mm -hmm. Well, the last two months, my, I haven't gotten that information from my speakers in a timely fashion. And so I went to chat, and these are very famous speakers, mm -hmm. so all their keynotes are out there for right. the AI to scour. And I said, write me a bio for so-and-so with on his keynote speech for in, in the tone of mm -hmm. Success North Dallas. Mm -hmm. I even said that. And, and it did it. And I was like, okay, give me bullet points. It's crazy. And you know what? Both times, the bullet points that it gave me, both the speakers said they're better than their own. Yeah. And, and for those of you listening or saying, oh, you know, AI is going to take over the world. We're going to lose jobs. You know, all past three industrial revolutions, you know, the Internet, whatever, they all created more jobs. And for, for this one, I mean, it's still too early to tell. You know, there's the camp of it's going to take over all the jobs. And there's the other one. Everybody's all for it. I'm going to be positive about it. Mm -hmm. What I think is going to happen, I don't think AI is going to take your job. I think people who know how to leverage AI is going to take your job. Yes. Right? Because it, AI is going to help you um, streamline or be more efficient at doing some of the lower level skills, tasks, mm -hmm. and give you time to focus on more high level important. So I really think uh, when it comes comes to it, be open to it and embrace it and learn because everybody else is. You know, look at, exactly. the, look at the story you just had. Well, and I'll tell you now one time where AI failed me because mm -hmm. I was getting pretty lazy in my recruiting. You know, it takes a lot of time to go out. Like when a candidate client gives me a search for, let's just say, an assistant controller with these parameters, I, I go to LinkedIn and I start looking for those people, right? right? And that takes time. Like I typically will budget about four to six hours a particular day just for sourcing and then I'll build out my plan okay. and then I'll follow up that next day. Okay. Um, so I got this bright idea. I was like, well, AI can write an email. AI can do this. Why can't it find me candidates? So I had to go look for them. It came back and said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> I was like, dang it. And I also want to point out that before, you, if you have AI create an email or a LinkedIn post or whatever, you got to go through it yourself too. Oh yes. You, know, you can't just just take for granted that it's going to have everything perfect for you. Or for those of you out there 
who are work, uh, looking to work with Casey and, and you're redoing your resume, please, you know, you don't expect AI to, to write the perfect resume. Oh, no, no, no. We have people for that. You actually need a human touch for that, yeah. for sure, for sure. Um, okay, so one more question before we get to our VIP questions. Okay. So share with me mm -hmm. a success story of individuals who have effectively improved their skills and advanced in their careers that you've worked